Hello, everybody, and welcome to the BearCast Media Bengals Preview Show. I am Justin Cashman. He is Alex Frank. And as we sit here right now, we're recording a little bit later than our usual time, so we're going to apologize for that. We're still going to get into it. We still got a game tomorrow. We got a big one. Jacksonville Jaguars coming to town. Yeah, Former dude. AFC Central rivals. So uh, it's a big one. So Put your history there. <laughs> yeah, a little history lesson. So um, Bengals sitting at 0-2-1 right now. Jacksonville Jaguars sitting at 1-2. Uh, um, so, Alex, how are you feeling about tomorrow's game? Not great. <laughs> Not great. I mean, um, I, I just don't know. Like, I, I feel like this is a very winnable game, but I feel like with all the comments that Jim Turner, the offensive line coach, has made this week that are just completely inaccurate, and then Zach Taylor, like, I, I just feel like the coaching staff does not have a firm grasp of this team right now. And the thing about it is, like, this is a game the Bengals probably should win. I mean, Jacksonville has been competitive through the first two games, like we talked about on Monday. But you watch them on Thursday night, it's like, okay, this is the kind of team they're going to be. Their defense is not very good. They can't get pressure on the quarterback. They can't stop the run. They can't cover anybody. Offensively, yeah, they're not bad. Gardner Minshew, I think, is a better quarterback than what he's given credit for. But um, if he and James Robinson, their running back, who's had a really nice first three games, if they're struggling and they already don't have a great receiving core, their offense is basically... um, very, very dormant. So, this is a very winnable game. But at the same time, like, I watched their offensive line last week. They weren't very good. I mean, they don't know what they're doing at right guard. Like, I, like, I mean, Alex Redmond could be starting at right guard. And, and don't get your hopes up for that because that's not a, that's not a major upgrade or anything. That's just, like, uh, because he's, I guess, chosen. Which, maybe he'll have a great game. I don't know, but... You, you've seen Alex Redman perform over the years. It's been terrible. Yeah, and I mean, if Alex Redman is in at right guard tomorrow, which I very well assume he's going to be, then I'm, I mean, I'm already very concerned about this offensive line to begin with. So throwing Alex Redman in there, a guy that didn't even make the 53-man roster at the, uh, you know, right before the season started, you know, it's just, it's just very concerning. And you look at the guys that are, you know, there's a lot of injuries this week, and you look at the guys that, like you said, it's a very winnable game, and what do the Jacksonville Jaguars do? They have a pretty solid offensive line. Brandon Leonard, their starting center, is going to be out, but against a weak defense, interior defensive line, Geno Atkins is out still, even though a few limited practice this past week. Mike Daniels went to IR, and so it's going to be the DJ Reader and Christian, Christian Covington show again this Sunday, so that's something I'm very concerned about um, because, you know, their offensive line, they're able, I think they'll be able to handle us very well. And then even though our offensive line isn't very good and their defensive line, I mean, it's not, I mean, look at their defensive uh, starters, Josh Allen, who's had a good, who had a good rookie year and has had a good uh, year to his second season um, or start to his second season. Caleb on Chasen, obviously the rookie out of LSU. And then you look at their interior defensive line, Avery Jones, Taven Bryan, who I believe is a first round pick and to mistake me if I'm, or correct me if I'm wrong. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a first-round pick out of Florida. This anyway, year? No, 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 no. A few years ago. Either Taven w- Bryan. Taven Bryan. Okay. Either way, their defensive line is not very strong, but I think that we might make them look like one of the best defensive line groups in the entire NFL, just considering how we're playing. I mean, Zabrasua Filo is still out. He had got his boot taken off this past week, as reported by Ben Baby. So he might be back in the mix soon. Um yeah, that, this right side of the line is going to struggle because, you know, we saw, we saw them struggle against a 
Philadelphia Eagles D-line. They gave up eight sacks against a you know, run-of-the-mill Eagles defensive well, line. Well, a first-round pick, Taven Bryan. You're right, out yeah. of Florida. Pick number 29, 2018. I tweeted, early, I tweeted earlier this week, I said they're going to make him, it's going to be his breakout game, even though he wasn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, no, they're going to make him look like a, you know, Pro Bowl player. Um, so, yeah, as you said, you know, this is a very winnable game, but I'm not feeling very great about it because you think about it, Mackenzie Alexander is doubtful. He's probably not going to play. And they have all their starting wide receivers healthy. DJ Chark, Keelan Cole, LaVisca Chenault, the rookie, D.D. Westbrook, Chris Conley. So it's a good group of guys. And, you know, our, I mean, LaShawn Sims, he had an interception last week. Um, so we'll see what he's going to be able to do in place of uh, Mackenzie Alexander. But, I'm, I mean, I'm just not feeling very great. It's not like one of those games where you know that you can win and you feel confident. It's like you know that we can win it, but the probability of that happening is, you know, not very high. You know, every time I've talked to someone about the, this game this week, it's just like, well, we should win them. We should win this game, but it's the Bengals. So, I mean, I'm not – I'm just not very confident right now. No, as well you shouldn't. And and I said, you know, when I think of the Jacksonville Jaguars, like there's, there's been a lot of turnover within this roster. And the thing about it is, like just three years ago, this team was 10 minutes away from the Super Bowl, also something we talked about on Monday. That defensive line had guys like Yannick Nagakwe, Calais Campbell, Malik Jackson. You think about the defense that they had, their secondary, Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye. I mean, this was a very, very talented team. Uh, two times ago when we faced them, I, I don't know if you remember that game down in Jacksonville, the uh, A.J. Green, Jalen Ramsey yeah. fight. Oh, which, I remember. Yeah. That was a horrible game. I, it was a horrible game. They had I think the, the return for a touchdown. I think the Bengals had eight first downs in that game. And I think they had like 146 yards the entire game. That's how bad it was. I mean, it, it was awful. And last year, the Bengals faced him, and they made him look like a really good team. Um, defensively, the guy to, to watch out for is Miles Jack, their linebacker. 11 tackles in each of the first three games of the season. They did lose um, their, oh, who was it? Um, they did lose a linebacker on Thursday last week. I'm trying to remember who, uh, who that was. I know you're talking to torn ACL. Yes. It was uh, a torn ACL. I believe it was, it was Leon Jacobs. Leon Jacobs. Okay, thank you. So they did lose him. So he's not going to be starting. But, I mean, I, I didn't really watch a lot of him to know if that's a huge loss or not. At the end of the day, you know who you have to focus on if you're the Jaguars. When we think about the Bengals and, the, and, the, and their offensive line, look. It's not like Alex Redman, you know, this is great for him because he's making, you know, he's coming off, you know, the, a guy who didn't even make the practice squad, now he's on the roster. No. This is because the offensive line is a clown ship. And it's been that way all season. I mean, Jim Turner, the only valid point he made last week was, or this week, was when he said, well, we didn't play, well, the offensive line, we didn't play well at the end of the game. Well, no crap you didn't. You gave up like three sacks in overtime, genius. Um... If you're saying that Bobby Hart is the most underappreciated player of this offensive line, you're wrong. Now, he does apparently have a good grade when it comes to run blocking. But when it comes to pass blocking, whoosh, I mean... Now, as has been noted, he has gone up against guys like Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett. And who he would be going up against this week? Looks like Josh Allen. Lord help us. And you think about, you know, they extended him in hopes that... I mean, yeah, you, you think about the competition that he's faced, but they're paying him this money to be able to at least play competent against the top-tier defensive ends in the entire NFL because you're not going to sign a guy to a three, two, three-year extension if you, 
just to say like, oh, well, you know, he might play well against the guys that are decent defensive ends, but against the really good ones, you know, I mean, it is what it is. He's going to give up two, three sacks in a game. I mean, no, we're, they're, they wanted to extend him. And I think Jim Turner and Zach Taylor defending Bobby Hart and defending this offensive line, Zach Taylor consistently defending Jim Turner and his decisions is just so embarrassing. It's a disgrace. If Zach Taylor continues on this road of defending the guys on this team that are clearly not making the right decisions that are winning this team football games, Zach Taylor says that all the time. We're just trying to win as many games as we can. You heard it all last year. You know, they're not tanking. They're just trying to win as many games as they can. Well, if they're trying to win as many games as they can, they're going to put out their best players, and they're not doing that right now. And it's and it's so hard to watch because you know that Zach Taylor, you want him to succeed because he's only in his second year, and he has a rookie he has a rookie quarterback and you want him to see or you want him to be able to do these things with this team with this rookie quarterback but you just can't because his offensive line is not giving him any time and it's putting this team at a disadvantage a major disadvantage because when you get sacked eight times in a game that is not a recipe for success if you get sacked eight times a game you might as well pencil that in as a loss and against this not very great Jacksonville defensive line and if Bobby Hart struggles if Alex Redmond struggles, if this entire offensive line struggles against uh, average to below average defensive Jacksonville defensive line, I am going to lose my freaking mind. And <laughs> I, I think you wanted to say something that you're not, and you're not allowed going, to say. And, and I, like, I, it's like I want to say that I'm going to be so upset, but I'm already so upset with the decisions that this head coach and that this offensive line coach have made already. And so it's just like how more frustrated can you be? And I mean – it's just how at what point do you say enough is enough is it 10 sacks is it 11 sacks is it joe burrow getting hurt i don't even think if joe burrow got hurt they'd still probably strut out bobby hart if he got euro step like he did against miles garrett they'd still probably throw him out there and jim turner would go at bat for him yeah i mean you think after him. you think after watching malik jackson almost kill joe burrow last week that you that you would um whatever and, and then yeah okay and here's the other thing too you know, Tyler Boyd says something really great after the game. He's like, I, I'd fight anyone who tries to, you know, take out my quarterback. Okay, great. None of the offensive linemen said that. Jim Turner didn't say that. It was Tyler Boyd, a wide receiver, who all he can do is just run his route. Now, he's going to do his job. I have no doubt. Tyler Boyd played really well last week. He's, he's played really well all season. I, I know what I'm getting from him, and it's pretty good. But, like... You said it too, Justin. Like, when is enough? When enough is enough? Well, we've been saying that with this organization for years and years and years. When are we going to realize? Okay, change has to come. Well, 2018, Marvin Lewis goes six and ten. Man, see you later. And then last year, um, you know, when we had to make some changes, Andy Dalton. I thought last year the coaching staff, the one thing they did do was they did try to win as many games. I, I think you can say that. I think to a degree. This year, though, you can't just base. You can't just be like, "Well, in the last half of the season, things worked and things were, you know, uh, you know, more competitive." So we're gonna go with what we have. Hate to tell you, hate to tell you, it's not gonna work. And, and, and like, we keep saying, "Well, this game is pivotal for the coaching staff. This game is pivotal for the coaching staff." Yeah, this game is too. Let me tell you, if the Bengals go out tomorrow and lose thirty-eight to fourteen, which it could happen. This coaching staff needs to go. I don't care if you're. I don't care if you're playing the Ravens next week. Joe Burrow can lead this offense to at least be competitive in that game. If he has an offensive line. I mean, 
What is it going to take for 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 uh, Mike Brown, Duke Tobin? If they're watching, I am sorry for that. Um, what is it going to take for ownership to realize this coaching staff is not going to do it for us? Fun fact. I've been thinking a lot about Marvin Lewis this past these past two weeks. <laughs> I regret wanting him to be gone, You're and right. I and I never thought I'd say that because listen because listen, they got the Bengals got the coaching hire wrong. Zach Taylor wasn't fit for the job. He's not a head coach. He's a positions coach at best. Let that sink in. He is worse. I can't believe I'm saying this. He might be worse than Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I definitely see where you're coming from. I wouldn't say that as far I'm, as far as coaching. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens couldn't keep his guys disciplined. I'll tell you that much. Zach Taylor can at least do that. And like, I'm kind of, I'm not really sure if I feel the same way because like, I think it was time for Marvin Lewis to go. It was kind of, you know, you thought about Marvin Lewis and just left a stale taste in your mouth. It was, it was time for him to go. His time. It was after a quite a few years of losing you know and he did have a lot of success in the beginning of his career with the Bengals and then the whole Andy Dalton AJ Green era they you know they had some success but after a while I think it was time for him to go but you're right this team did not make the right head coach hire you know I just I feel like they kind of rushed it because we talked about the guys that they interviewed Vance Joseph Zach Taylor and Shane uh, Waldron Shane Waldron Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy. The only real qualified candidate, if you ask me. Imagine if we. Imagine if these last two years we would have had Eric Bieniemy as our head coach. Well, if you had Eric Bieniemy, you probably would. You probably would still have Andy Dalton. They probably would have. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they would have been two and fourteen. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's a, it's a lot of what ifs because you ne- you never know. But you know, Eric Bieniemy has obviously had a great amount of success with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, he's the play caller for the, you know, reigning Super Bowl champions. Um, so, I mean, it, I think it is very frustrating to think that we, the guys that we could have had, but it is what it is. And I just don't see Zach Taylor being fired until at least the end of the season. Maybe he sticks around for another couple years, but this team has to have some success and they have to have some success immediately because if they can't beat the Jacksonville Jaguars team, then they can't beat anybody. I'm sorry. You're right. I mean, the, I mean, the Jaguars, they played a good game against the Colts, who have played well to start the season. They almost beat the Titans, who are 3-0. And then they obviously had that really bad loss to the Dolphins, which, I mean, that hopefully, I, I, I don't know what that is. but well, I know what that is. It, it revealed the kind of team they are. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. But I just thought that they were probably better because they had played such good football the first two weeks against, you know, solid teams, and then they just kind of had that breakdown against the Dolphins. Um, but you, you're right. I mean, you think about if we win this game, I don't think anybody's expecting us to beat the Ravens. I mean, I haven't – I mean, I'm definitely not thinking that. Um, but just think about the confidence. You know, you have to have the mindset that you could beat one of the top teams in the NFL, a team that's at the top of your division currently. And, you know, you at least want to be competitive with them because if you're competitive with them – you know, maybe at the I mean, we play them at the last game of the season. You know, you feel like you can beat this team because you're at home. Who knows? Maybe the Ravens they are sending some of their starters, and it'd just be a great win at the end of the year. But you got to play them well the first time around. And 
I, I, it all starts with this week. And you think about, we talked about it, Logan Wilson is out, Mackenzie Alexander is out, Mike Daniels on IR, and you look at the running back who's had a great start to the year, uh, James Robinson, and I'm worried that he's just going to run all over us. I wouldn't be surprised if he put up a 150-yard game. I mean, what are you most concerned about going into this game? Well, obviously the offensive line. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, the fact that Jackson doesn't have any players to stand out to you on the de- on the defensive line, but I mean, we've seen this we've seen this story before with with the Bengals. It's that, you know, these non-household names become um household names because they have field days against the Bengals offensive line. Like you mentioned the defense you mentioned the defensive line, the running back James Robinson, he could have a great game too. Don't be fooled by what you saw on Sunday. Miles Sanders still made an impact on the game for Philadelphia. It's just it's just Carson Wentz couldn't get in the ball when he you know when they absolutely when the Eagles absolutely needed it. So those are two big concerns for me. And obviously Joe Mixon, if he's hurt, I mean God forbid. Giovanni Bernard, look, there are plenty of worse options to have as your number two running back than Giovanni Bernard. I will I will say that. But at the same time, you know, they the, the Bengals have to find a way to give Joe Mixon the ball. There is talent on this team. See, here's the thing. Last year. Yeah, you had some bright spots. Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, defense. Yeah, try and find them if you will. But this team, this team had nothing to work with. That's why they went into virtually every game and say, "All right, I'll try this. Works great. Not well. I don't know." Um, this year, though, there's talent. Mixon, Boyd, Green, Higgins, defensively, Reader, uh, uh, Von Bell. Alexander, Bates, Williams. These are household names. Dunlap, Hubbard, Lawson. This is why coaching matters in the NFL. You have to find a way to coach that talent. And like, you mentioned Jacksonville. I think the reason why their first two games, they won one and were competitive in the other, is their division games. You're going to get up for those games. The Colts, look, that was the first game of Phillip Rivers. Marlon Mack gets hurt. They rolled out a rookie running back. Their defense struggled against, you know, a pretty decent Jacksonville offense that day. Fine. The Titans, they they can make it, you know, way too close and give their fans heart attacks and somehow they'll survive. But let's be real. When they played just a just an AFC opponent in the Miami Dolphins, at home no less, they got destroyed. It wasn't even close. The game was over in the first half. This Jacksonville team is not very good. Don't let the first two games fool you. Like I said, their defense gets no pass rush to the quarterback. Their coverage, the way they cover receivers is awful. And their offense is not very good. It's not, it's not horrible. I think they're... And they're solid. I think Gardner Minshew... Maybe you have something for the future. If you if the Jaguars finish somewhere around I don't know four and twelve, five and eleven, then you can maybe debate that with Minshew. But this Jacksonville team is not that talented. My concern is this is the Bengals. We've seen this. They don't have a great coaching staff. And even if and even if they win this game, it'll be like, yeah, you did what you're supposed to do. I still I still won't have confidence in the coaching staff. What will make me have confidence in the coach staff, and I'm kind of deviating from your question there, is you win this game, eh, 34-17, 
and then you go into Baltimore and you play them competitively. That will give me some confidence in the coaching staff is maybe figuring some things out. And then you go steal a win in Indianapolis and then beat the and then beat the Browns. That's pipe dream, but you know. Um, but if you lose this game, there's going to be you're going to lose the fan base. And I completely agree with you because, you know, I agree with your assessments on the first three games, but the reason why I'm not as confident in going to this game, you know, I'm kind of confident, but, you know, it's just like I'm not sure is because I'm not really confident the Bengals are really beating anybody right now because at this point, you know, with the way the offensive line, even against mediocre to below mediocre defensive lines, you know, I think that they're going to have a field day. And I want to touch on what you were talking about, um, how the Bengals played a decent level of football at the ending of last year. They played some good games. They had that comeback um, game against Miami, sent it to overtime. You know, they get some confidence. They that get- was after, though. They, they, they were horrible in the first half and the third quarter. I mean, they were awful. But then they, then they beat the Browns at the end of the year. And, you know, they, I think that what they thought was, you know, let's roll with what we know, what we have, what's good. We have some guys whose contracts are expiring, who's, who we can definitely upgrade. And, they, and they, they arguably did upgrade. They got DJ Reader. They got Von Bell. They got Joe Burrow. They got T. Higgins. You know, upgrades at a lot of positions. And I think it's – and, yes, you can say, let's plug in player A for player B. Player B is going to be a better player. He's coming from a winning franchise, and I think that he'll give us success. And I think that's a good formula. But the formula doesn't work if you don't add in good coaching. And that's not what we're getting right now. And I just don't think that with the level of talent that we have on this team, you mentioned we have household guys, Carlos Dunlap, Sam Hubbard, Carl Lawson, Jesse Bates, guys that have had a lot of success for this team. But it's just the fact of – they don't know. It's, I mean, they almost look like they don't. I mean, it's just like they don't look like themselves in the first three games. They just don't look like they're playing the level of football that they played when they were with their other teams. I mean, we signed them to play this level of football, and they're just not at that right now. And I don't think it's because we're not exposing what they do well, and it's and we're not exposing the other team's weaknesses. Is what I is what I'm trying to say, but. It's, I, I, it's just, I don't, I, I don't know if Zach Taylor needs to go to his coaching staff, Jim Turner, Brian Callahan, Lou Anarumo, and say, listen, you need to take DJ Reader and Christian Covington, and you need a game plan around their offensive line with an injured center, and you need to say, well, you know what DJ Reader does best? He stops the run. James Robinson, he's obviously a good running back. And you, need, and you just need to, I just don't think they're pinpointing exactly what they need to do. I think they're just kind of like going out there with the talent that they have and saying, well, play this level of football and you'll be fine. And you can't do that. And that's where like this coaching staff, this coaching staff has no identity. And as a result, the team doesn't have an identity. Yeah. It's like there's a whole lot of this out there. And, there. and there's a lot of talent out there. Like, you know, I feel like the Bengals offense this year can move the ball really well. We've seen it. And the defense outside of the Browns game, the Chargers game, for the first half was doing pretty was 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 very solid and then against Philadelphia they were really making plays getting after Carson Wentz stopping the run uh forcing turnovers which was something that I wanted to see coming into the season because I felt like they didn't really do that last year they weren't very opportunistic but 
You're right, Justin. If there's if there's no coaching within this, you know, with on this team, this talent is going nowhere. They need an identity, and they don't have that right now. I mean, Zach Taylor has doesn't have an identity. Doesn't have an identity as a head coach. He's just there. I mean, he's got guys to buy in. Great, he can make adjustments. Great, every coach should be able to do that. But at least with Marvin Lewis, what you had was an identity. They were going to be, well, for the most part, well-coached. They were going to be, um, that, might not, that might not be an accurate assessment. It's, um, they were going to be, they were going to do, how would I describe Marvin Lewis teams? I'd say physical. I'd say, well, I mean, see, I want to say well-coached and physical, but then at the same time, it's like there were games where they were not. But at least, at least you knew what you were going to get. Excuse me, with Marvin Lewis coach teams. With Zach Taylor, it's like, what am I getting? I have all this talent, but I'm not getting anything. And if you keep losing, you're going to have to go find the coach. Because I'm telling you right now, Joe Burrow is the answer at quarterback. He is the answer. Now you have to figure out, okay, we, who can help him, you know, lead this franchise? Jared Goff has Sean McVay. Jimmy Garoppolo has Kyle Shanahan. Um... The only exception to this might be the Ravens, John Harbaugh finally getting a quarterback in Lamar Jackson, and they completely catered the offense to him. Look what that's done. Patrick Mahomes has Andy Reid. Um, Baker Mayfield, I think, now has Kevin Stefanski. Those coaches have identities. Zach Taylor doesn't have one. He's got all this and that, but he can't use it. And I'm not sure if you saw, I can't remember exactly which Bengals player it was, but this past week, they talked about how at the end of the Marvin Lewis era, there was a few guys that, from in their words, they said it was guys that aren't on the team anymore. They stopped really basically, parti- not participating, but they just really stopped trying. They didn't really care anymore. They just weren't into it. And if Zach Taylor, if they're not able to win some of these games, I wouldn't be surprised if it got like that fast because, I mean, I, I'm not really surprised by that saying that the guys that aren't on the team anymore, you know, they really stopped trying because, you know, frankly, I would too. If you're not winning games and you're not making adjustments and you're not signing free agents and you're not doing the right things, you know, what makes you motivated to go to work every day and want to practice and go, you know, 100% in all these games? I mean, I guess other than self-success, but as far as team success, you know, if Zach Taylor, if, he, if he's not able to do something soon, then I wouldn't be surprised if these players stop buying in. You know, I think Zach Taylor right now has a strong message with these guys, and in the locker room, they seem to like him. All the players seem to, you know, get along well, and they seem to have a good connection, a good bond. But you know, that's something I'm worried about because as soon as that breaks down, then I think we really see this team unravel, and I just don't want to see it unravel no. so soon, especially with all this new talent and a rookie quarterback. Because if AJ Green stops buying in. If Tyler Boyd, if Joe Mixon stops buying in, then that's going to be really bad because those are the guys that we're leaning on. And, I mean, it's just going to be a mess, frankly. So, as we're... Uh, you'll, you'll know more if they lose than if they win. And that's not a good statement. No. Um, uh, we'll do score predictions real quick. Uh, sorry for the short um, show tonight. We'll be back at it with a longer edition on Monday with the reaction show. Um, score predictions and who wins? Um... I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, we talked about it. I'm just not confident in this game because while we should beat them, I just don't think we will. And I think Jacksonville Jaguars are 
you know, not going to blow us out, but I think they'll beat us 24-17. Bengals can win this game 45-7. I still won't feel great about it because it's a game the Bengals should win. However, I'm not feeling confident. Give me the Jaguars. I'll go bigger than that, 31-14. 31-14? I'm not confident. I'm not. And you think Minshew's going to have a big day? Um, he'll probably have like 250 and two touchdowns and probably 50 yards rushing. Yeah. So, well, that's going to wrap it up tonight. Sorry again about the uh, shortened show. Like Alex said, we'll be back with the uh, extended version on Monday to, with our reaction show. So, hopefully the Bengals can get a win tomorrow. We're both not confident. We both predicted a Bengals loss. But uh, we'll figure it out on uh, Monday, and we'll get into it. So, thank you so much for listening. This is the BearCast Media Bengals uh, preview show. I'm Justin Cashman. He's Alex Frank. Thank you so much for listening.